This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Thanks for joining me this evening. I've got a great stream with a great set of guests that I think you're really going to enjoy. So the Prudentialist and I joined a number of people this uh, this weekend at the Skildings Conference for Nashville. Uh, it was a very good event, very interesting. Met a lot of people who I've known forever online, people like Charlemagne and The Distributist and Last Things and many others. Uh, finally got to meet them in person and, of course, hang out with the Prudentialist as well. We're probably going to have some more people join us later on as the show kind of continues. But I thought today would just be a good time to go ahead and have a nice casual stream, uh, kind of catch up with everybody, tell everybody kind of about what happened with the event, and maybe take some questions from uh, the audience. But of course, Prudentialist, it's great to have you back on, man. Yeah, it's like I just saw you yesterday, so it's good to be back on. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, we survived a tornado uh, together, uh, or, or pretty close, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll t maybe tell that story. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, no, that uh, had had a fun time on the way back. Uh, but yeah, no, it was really great to catch up with everybody. And like I said, we'll we'll talk a little bit, little bit about what happened, our favorite parts about it, what we think is kind of uh, good things that have come out of the event. Uh, like I said, we'll probably have more people kind of joining us as time goes on. And then uh, we'll take your questions. This is also kind of just serving as kind of a casual uh, ask me anything stream as well as, uh, you know, kind of a, an after action report. Uh, for the Skildings Conference. With that said, before we jump into everything, guys, we need to hear from today's sponsor. Are you a college student who feels isolated as Cthulhu swims ever leftward? The Intercollegiate Studies Institute is here to help. ISI offers programs and opportunities for conservative students across the country. ISI understands that conservatives and right-of-center students feel isolated on campus and that you're often fighting for your own reputation, dignity, and future. Through ISI, you can learn about what Russell Kirk called permanent things, the philosophical and political teachings that shaped and made Western civilization great. ISI also offers many opportunities to jumpstart your career. For example, Nate Hawkman, who's been a guest on this show multiple times, got his start at National Review through ISI, and he's just one of many journalists that ISI has helped start their career. If you're a graduate student, ISI offers funding opportunities to sponsor the next generation of college professors. But most importantly, ISI offers college students a community of people that will help them grow. If you're a college student, ISI can help you start a student organization or a student newspaper or meet other like-minded students at various conferences and events. ISI is here to educate the next generation of great Americans. To learn more, check out ISI.org. That's ISI.org. You can click the link down in the description to learn more. All right. So uh, to, for those who don't know, there was a conference uh, in the Nashville area this uh, weekend with the Skildings, uh, the Skildings event. Uh, it's put on by the Beowulf uh, Foundation, and it's a great opportunity to meet many people who are kind of from our sphere. A lot of people who are often on this show uh, get to interact with a lot. Again, got to see all kinds of people that I've, I've talked to for years 
I, I've known, I feel, you know, I feel very friendly towards, consider them friends. Uh, but, you know, kind of finally get to make those in-person connections, uh, shake hands, break bread together. A uh, good time was had by all. It was really great to meet a lot of people, too. Not, you know, there's, of course, the speakers who are creators of those kind of things. Uh, but it was also great to meet a lot of people who were uh, people who are in chat, who are often super chatting, those kind of things. People who I've seen around the channel uh, for a very long time. I got to meet people like uh, Narco Republican, who's been, you know, watching the channel since he's, yeah, I had like 200 subscribers, and I was I was making a you know Magic Arena videos uh, as you know as my background for the, for the things you're we doing. Uh, so it's fun to meet a lot of people who have been uh, you know kind of along for the ride for a long time, and and get to put names with with kind of faces uh, and or you know uh, internet handles I guess with faces and everything. Uh, so that was very cool. But Prudentialist, uh, were there any people that you were looking forward to meeting that you hadn't got to meet in real life yet? Well, I, I had the pleasure of going and speaking at the first one that we had last right. year in February of 2022. It was very funny because every time that we seem to have these events, the something happens in Russia. So the last year, it was days <laughs> before the war. And then this yeah. whole Wagner thing happened while we were there. and Everyone was talking about it. And it's just like, well, everyone's going to have to wait for takes until we get home, I suppose. But uh, I was actually really pleasantly. I didn't know that Last Things was coming. So that was like a really pleasant surprise to get a tap on my shoulder. It's like, hey, I'm Last Things. And I was like, oh, that's great. It's wonderful. Uh, but no, I mean, it's always good to see and hear from the people that listen, that you consider colleagues or fellow travelers and things like that. And uh, it's a warm sense of camaraderie to know that you aren't alone physically. Like, we can always see it by, like, the people that are watching it on chat or that are sending you questions and things like that. But it's a lot different when you get to uh, shake their hand and buy them a drink or ask what they thought of the, the latest talk or what's going on in the world. So it was just a genuine pleasure to see people I had already met, but it had been like a year and some change. So it was like a nice way to have the the gang back together again. Yeah, I didn't get to go to it last year. And so it was definitely great to, to be able to participate this year and get to speak and everything. And uh, it, it was really fantastic. You know, we've got more conferences that I think are a little more based now. Th things that are kind of looking in a new direction, looking at things like the new right. You're seeing things like uh, NatCon uh, now, but those are still pretty mainstream it's still you know a lot of a lot of people uh who are, who are talking to mainstream publications this was good because it was really a lot of guys again from very much our neck of the woods uh, it, it really allowed you to to kind of meet people that you had always uh you know seen in, on twitter or seen in the in the stream chats of of different events that you had uh, always talked to on different uh you know uh you know um unpopular opinion shows or something but you, you actually got to see those people in, in person, uh, and that, that was really fantastic. There was a lot of uh, standout speeches, too. I was blown away by the quality of speakers. I was familiar, of course, with a lot of people. Your speech was great. Uh, Dave, the distributor's uh, speech was, was a home run. He, he did a fantastic job. Uh, Charlemagne's was great. There's a lot of people who I expected to, to carry in. But then there are people uh, like George Bagby, who just did a phenomenal job, who, you know, I had not heard uh, kind of speak publicly before. And, and he really did an amazing job. Uh, there was the very tall gentleman uh, who did the, the speech on the canon uh, with Nick Land. I don't know if you remember his. Uh, Mr. Grant Brooks. Yeah. He yes. Nick Land's The Canon Wars from Compact yeah. Mag. It was a great talk. Yeah, just just a lot of people who I was maybe peripherally peripherally aware of. Um, but I, I didn't know we're going to be kind of delivering uh, some really hard hitting speeches, some really some really good uh, talks. 
And so it was just a high quality throughout. I was very impressed. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good crop of many returning speakers from the the previous year. You did have your your heavy hitters like Dave, the distributor, Charlemagne, and uh, Radical Liberation, Stephen Carson. And so just to also see the the new crop of like fresh blood from the the what's happened over the last year and a half and where the direction of our conversation is going. Like last year, everyone was kind of nervous to just see, well, like, well, we've never done this sort of thing before, so let's see how it goes. And by the end of the event last year, everyone was like, okay, we, we, we know why we're here. We know what we're doing. This isn't a social event. This is to have a serious conversation about where politically we need to go forward. And from here, everyone kind of slipped right back into that mode. Like we know why we're here. We have a theme for what we're discussing and this is how we're going to hash it out over the course of this, you know, three, three, well, two days and one and three nights of discussion, which was very fruitful. Yeah, it was also really nice to see the level of camaraderie. Uh, I was not there last year, so I didn't get to see kind of how some of this formed. But you could already tell how close many people had kind of become over that year. Uh, there were a lot. There, there was a uh, one couple that had gotten engaged. Uh, funny enough, they're the like the, one one of the two females, I guess, that was there last year. Uh, ended up, uh, you know, finding a, a fiance. Uh, and so they were there. Everyone was very excited for them. Uh, it was really great to see uh, uh, some people coming around, uh, you know, guys, guys like Ryan Turnipseed and Bagby who had experienced, you know, cancellations uh, and just the amount of support and the outpouring of, uh, you know, kind of goodwill for them. And, and you could tell how much, you know, uh, Ryan gave a very moving kind of, you know, just, you know, thank you to, to everyone who had kind of ga gathered around him and rallied around him and given him that moral uh, support. So it was just really fantastic to see those friendships forming uh, the people who had who had spent some time together, maybe maybe had been hesitant about seeing each other uh, in real life, the, you know, in, in the first event, really bonding, becoming friends and, and building those kind of uh, those kind of relationships that can only exist once you finally met in real life, you know, shaking the hand, broken the bread, uh, just just really encouraging. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the, the best parts about it, right, is to put names to faces and recognize that, you know, the, the things that we talk about o over on, on streams and discussion can also translate into the real world quite easily. And that there are organizations such as the Beowulf Foundation and whatnot that are putting things uh, really where it's sort of like they're trying to walk the walk now that everyone's sort of been talking the talk now for quite some time on the Internet. And it's just like, well, we want to facilitate more people just making friends with like-minded political ideas. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, if you're out in the cities, there's probably someone that we know on the internet that is in your area and that you can have friendships with those people and to do things that aren't necessarily politically related, but to, you know, go hiking, bowling, visiting like national historical sites and whatnot. And so that was probably something that is the real mainstay takeaway from it all. But I mean, the the discussions were focused around this concept of, uh, forging foundations like it was very much of we know why we're here to discuss you know positive and negative visions going forward what are those visions going to look like what do we believe in how can we affirm the ideas that we already have been talking about and what does it really mean in sort of this world of hectic anarcho tyranny that how do we keep going forward and or how do we organize and that was a the myriad of discussion was held on that in the speeches yeah, it was really nice to see that mix. You know, you you. It's weird because I I had never really spoken at a conference uh, like this. I, I had not had that opportunity before, 
I'm used to, you know, I was a teacher, so I'm used to kind of speaking in front of people. But it, you, you know, when you go into these situations that some of these are going to be uh, kind of motivational speeches. They're going to be there to, to raise people's spirits. And that's where, uh, you know, speeches like yours and Dave's really, you know, rang in, in, in you know, in those uh, did, did that uplifted people. And then you had uh, the speeches, you know, that I thought there were going to be more technical speeches, but I think mine was, you know, the, the only one doing the technical thing. I kind of felt bad because I was, I was the one who decided to to geek out while everybody else was uh, was doing very heartfelt uh, speeches in many ways. And then we had uh, a number of guys who did very practical ones. That was really refreshing. The number of of guys who uh, said, OK, this is how we're going to set up, uh, you know, businesses. This is how we're going to set up fraternal organizations. This is how we're going to set up mutual aid societies that help people in times of need. This is how we're going to network socially. Uh, you know, th this is how we're going to, you know, spiritually prepare ourselves, uh, you know, in, in a world that is very much against us. There are a lot of really kind of uh, rubber meets the road speeches. It wasn't it wasn't all just a bunch of people talking about theory. It was a lot of people explaining how this can be directly applicable, how we can rally around each other. That was really encouraging. Yeah, I mean, there was a, a healthy mix of sort of the lofty idealism versus, well, not even just versus, because I think idealism also has to be translated into, well, how do you put ideas into practice? And I think everyone had a little bit of that. And I think that, you know, everything that we've talked about, either you and I together or separately in our own work was addressed. I mean, everything from like Carl Schmitt's political theology to practical business uh, skills that would be necessary to hire people, references to other existing institutions that are helpful and friendly to this side, you know, whether that be the Beowulf Foundation or here in the United States, new founding to make sure that you can get hired by people that aren't going to fire you because you think men are men and women are women. So it was a, an excellent way to sort of understand that, you know, we can talk about these high minded political ideals, but we can also translate them quite well into mechanics. And uh, I mean, your PowerPoint presentation, speech, discussion, lecture uh, did a really good job of that sort of explaining that, like, what people call wokeness, you know, it's not going away. It's this, you know, general homogenizing uh, sort of ideology that is going to be here for some time because that's how you get power. And it's important for us to understand how things work mechanically so we can develop the tools, organizations and systems to uh, get around that or to facilitate power. It was also really great. Uh, the the rad libs were just absolutely lovely people. Like I, you know, of course, I've talked to to Stephen uh, so many times online, and and I I always knew he's a great guy. But they they really uh, they really brought that kind of uh, mentorship, uh, kind of you know, uh, warm paternalistic aspect to everything. Uh, you could tell that everyone was was really glad to see them. Uh, there was a number of other, uh, you, you'd be surprised, there were a number of people. I wasn't the oldest person there. Uh, there, there, there was, uh, you know, in, in our sphere, I'm, I'm the old man. I'm, I'm the grandpa. But uh, there, there were a number of people who were very excited about what is happening uh, kind of in these spheres with, with the younger people, with many of the Zoomers or millennials who are trying to build things, who are taking these the issues seriously, who are putting in the work. They were very encouraged and they were very uh, excited. Uh, again, it was just nice to see kind of this cross section of, yeah, you have, you know, you have uh, Catholics and Orthodox and evangelicals. You had pagans. You had people from New England. We had people from Australia. We had people from the South, of course. Uh, you know, we had people all the way from, uh, you know, from the Pacific Northwest. 
but everybody's coming together, uh, you know, this cross section of ages and, and religions and thing. But everybody has an understanding that we had, again, the, the theme of the event was forging a common foundation. Uh, and I think that everyone did that. I think, you know, I, I know that's, that sounds really cliche and simple, but, but I, but I feel like that really did happen. You, you really uh, saw a lot of bridges. It's very easy to get petty and put into your, your own little internet ghetto and, and have everybody argue over you know, little doctrinal differences or, or strategic differences. Uh, but when you're standing there, you're shaking someone's hand. Uh, you realize that you share so much more with these people uh, then you disagree with them with, and it becomes very easy to kind of cross those bridges uh, and find a way forward that's really going to help everyone out. Absolutely. I mean, that was the big thing that we took away from it yesterday or last year's event. I was very happy to see that translate over is, is that, uh, you know, if you're on Twitter, if you're, you know, you see people responding to other people with YouTube videos or essays or streams covering other people's content, like I, you know, the content grind or what people call like, you know, e-drama or whatever, that disappears out the window instantaneously at the moment you shake their hand and you're here to actually work and do business. Um, and that's like the real pleasant thing about it is, is that all that sort of troll gazing, that navel gazing on the internet, uh, you know, it, it very much is an online phenomenon. It's not, those type of people really don't exist in the real world. And if they do, like, you know, that those are the narcissists that didn't like show up or they, they decided to just tweet about it rather than come to the event itself. So uh, it was a pleasure to know that despite very real differences in, say, backgrounds or socializations, religion or ideologies, that no, we actually can come together and work very quickly and efficiently to address the problems of modernity today. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're right that there's that there's that bit of a self-selection, uh, you know, by bias in everyone showing up there. These are people who are committed. They're making the trip. Uh, you know, they're, they're people who are looking to work together. And so it really does filter out a lot of the drama, a lot of the you know hanger on type stuff. It's people who are serious. They they're making the commitment. Uh, they're they're there to make a difference, and you can tell uh, you know when you're talking to people that that everyone is there because they're taking it seriously. I mean, lots of fun. You know, the people people having a great time to be sure as well. But but uh, you know, everyone's sitting down for the talks. Everybody's taking notes. Everyone wants to hear what everybody has to say. Uh, they're they're you know they're making those connections. Uh, we saw the the old glory club. Uh, was a big uh, function this year. They were a big part of the event, uh, working on kind of that mutual aid and fraternal order uh, type of uh, option that allows people to get together, uh, basket weave, uh, build those uh, that camaraderie and, and allows them to do it locally in a local chapter that is still very specific and, 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 and uh, it's centered around the interests and needs of the community that it's in, but still has the ability to kind of work together in kind of a confederal way with each other and so that you, you have kind of that structure when they need it. Just really encouraging. Yeah. I mean, this is where everyone is really getting to show what they've been working on, not just within their speeches, but also the organization and the need to actually make sure that there are tangible infrastructure on the ground that people can rely on and that they can use. I mean, yeah, the, the old glory club was there. They had outlined their projects and plans for uh, chapters that will allow people to have sort of that fraternity and to ensure that they can work together, whether it be, you know, like preserving historical documents or being aware of like the history of their own state or chapter and talking about, you know, how they can work on local issues that matter to them and know that they aren't alone, while also on the broader picture, you know, work with and learn from other organizations that 
can ensure if someone is, you know, canceled or if we have someone who's been like one of our people that's been affected by natural disaster, uh, we can take care of them because that was a commonly held practice and tradition, you know, a century ago in this country. And we would like to bring it back. And I think that as we have kind of seen this sort of collapse of competency in our in our government, you're going to want to rely on those that you can trust and that you can rely on. And I think that that was a really big hounding theme, not just out of the organizations that were present, but also the talks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And it's also really great, you know, obviously you guys, uh, if you haven't been to one of these events, you're probably mostly just seeing content creators, right? Which is which is certainly part of the scene for sure. There are certainly content creators there. But a lot of people talking there weren't content creators at all. A lot of people in attendance weren't content creators at all. They're bringing very specific skills. You have businessmen, you have lawyers, you have finance guys, people who are excellent at organization, people who are you know uh, high high level managers, people who know what they're doing, have life skills, bringing lots of different diverse talent sets to this thing. Because again, you know, if you, if you can make content, if or if that's where you're gifted, that's great, you know. But that is. Uh, but, but there's only so much that someone like I or Prudentialist can do for somebody who is running into a legal issue or needs employment or is trying to figure out a financial problem or figuring out uh, what the best way is to you know raise and homeschool kids, right? Like there are all these other skill sets that are w actually way, way more important than content creation to the building of a community. And it's, it's nice that you know, obviously we can put some of that stuff forward. But you don't really see it all in action. You don't really see how it's all fitting together and forming a real community until you end up in an event like this where you you really start seeing those different organizations, those different skill sets, those different meetings coming together and figuring out how you're going to take those steps forward. Again, if you're doing content creation, that's great. You know, I would never discourage somebody if they, if they feel like they're talented in that field. But just know there's so much more that's needed and often way more important and that is happening. Like the, again, you don't see those people because they're not on the stream. They're not, you're not making a video essay. They don't have a Substack, but they are still doing incredibly important work. That that's really making a difference. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the nice things to see was the diversity of skill sets, not from the speakers or the people that you see online regularly, but just the regular attendees. I mean. Uh, everyone from computer programmers to homesteaders to search engine optimization and marketing people alongside, uh, you know, plumbers and tradesmen, it, it was all there. And people were recognizing that, like, everyone's got a role to play in uh, the years ahead when we I think everyone is kind of on board with the agreement that, like, things will get worse before they get better. And you're going to want uh, a good cadre of people that know how to take care of things when things are no longer being maintained by uh, sovereign authority in the, the United States. So, I mean, that was a very pleasant thing to see uh, alongside the fact that the, the those people who aren't the content creators asking questions with the speeches or asking, like, how can we get involved in things, uh, you know, illustrating that there are a lot more people that aren't just, you know, the, the commentariat class, uh, not to dig it ourselves, but like 
you know, there are people out there that are just like, well, these are things that I've done before in the past with like small businesses and like, who should we be targeting? And it's just like, well, those are the people that you really want on your side when uh, push comes to shove. And so it was a pleasure to see, uh, you know, the diversity of skill set, but like also just the age range, you know, you had plenty of people that were Steven's age or older than, you know, you or Steven uh, just asking like, well, how do we get involved? Like, cause I've been mm -hmm. just depressed with the Republican party for like 40 years. And it's just like, well, welcome to the internet. You know, like, it's nice that you're here. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll work on getting you involved. We'll, we'll, we'll print shirts and jackets. Don't you worry. You know? Yeah. It's really encouraging to see these guys who are kind of elder statesmen who have, you know, that, that gravitas, that experience, that position of leadership possibly, or that, that potential for leadership. But like you said, they, they've been trapped in the Republican machine for years or they've been, you know, they've just been doing things or, or, or looking for opportunities and not really finding them. And then they see this group of kind of young guys getting together, motivated, have a new avenue, have a new, uh, you know, outlook. And they're excited. You know, they want to be involved. This is what they have been looking for. And so uh, it was really it was really nice to see the excitement in them and, and you know, that they were they were really uh, enthused about kind of uh, the get up and go and the, the ability to kind of look beyond the standard solutions and, and find new opportunities and, and that they wanted to jump in on that and be involved and lend their support uh, was just extremely encouraging uh, to be sure. Uh, so we've got a number of uh, kind of just uh, hellos and chats and everything that, that are uh, stacking up and guys this isn't ask me anything episode so most of this will kind of be just dedicated to talking to you guys uh like i said i think we're gonna have some more people come in but i'm not sure uh we had there's a lot of travel uh like my flight was delayed by three hours i know a bunch of people who had you know five hour or even 24 hour delays uh kind of coming out of the of the event uh i know prudentialists had a pretty wild drive back you know so uh we just had a, a lot of a lot of uh, travel uh, concerns, but it, every, I, think, I think everybody got home safe. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure when or if people are going to be able to come in. But I did want to be able to to kind of just have this opportunity for people who were at the event to kind of share uh, their thoughts or, you know, just chat at us uh, while we're going and then have an opportunity for you guys, you know, just just kind of a cozy stream uh, to, to hang out for a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, uh, obviously, uh, I have the Prudentialist, and he is our international relations guy. Um, and, well, there were some international relations over the weekend um, that we, we didn't get to comment or kind of know about so much. So I know if you're still catching up, uh, you know, I don't want to push you too hard for a professional opinion, but I, I did want to just kind of get your reaction. So uh, Russia, is, is it over? Are they back? What's going on? Uh, I, I I believe the, the the not happening gang had the the victory. It seems like they keep uh, chalking up uh, wins on the chalkboard. There, I I don't know. I I saw the news and I had a, a friend of mine who is in Russia message me, and he was just like, "Who would have thought that Tim Pool would be right about the South and the Civil War? Just it happened to be in Southern Russia." And then he messaged me later saying, "Like, actually, we're all safe. All things are fine now." So I was like, "Okay, good to know." Uh, all, all I could think about was that section from Machiavelli's The Prince about uh, mercenaries and yeah. how that's sort of a, the, the, the lindiest of all lindy concepts. So good to know. Um, yep. I, I, I will probably put out more, like, I'll probably examine it a little more, but I know that uh, the Wagner PMC group, you know, they've they've been sort of using their position as a private military organization to, you know, talk about and criticize the Russian government with war, but... When you're only taking up a small column of maybe like five or six thousand men up to Rostov on Don and then not 
and then go back and then have the president of Russia say like, you can join the Russian army or go to Belarus. Like we're, we're not having this. So uh, not good PR for the Russians in any way, shape or form. And, uh, but this is also on the heels of what looks like a, a counteroffensive that did not bode well for the Ukrainians. But uh, again, we were all kind of off our phones this weekend. So right. these are these are literally just hot off the press's takes. You're not getting something that's researched here. But yes, uh, people were asking me, like, you picked a heck of a weekend to not be paying attention <laughs> to the news. And I was right. like, good. You know, like, I'm here for something else. Yeah, som- sometimes it, yeah, it's great to unplug. And we, yeah, we barely got to look at the phone the whole time, which was great. Uh, but yeah, it turns out that uh, they're, they're, the wheels didn't stop turning while we were at the event. Uh, for, just for people who don't know, uh, what is Wagner? Uh, it seems to be just like a private military contract organization. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very reminded of Blackwater uh, earlier in the days of the Iraq war. But whereas uh, there's more of a coordination between, say, like the Russian military and um, this organization, and I mean, they, like, they have like a corporate headquarters in, uh, I believe, Russia. And so it just seems that they're quite well on their way of being a, another force that doesn't require a, a larger mobilization of Russian military forces. And of course, that comes with its own issues, being sort of a, an entity that you don't see very often with respect to, you know, power conflict between like traditional nation states. So it's it's interesting to see in, in 2023 sort of privatized military contractors that sort of work in conjunction with the state that is far more uh, in the thick of it than say, um, you know, other the other parts of the Russian military. But um, I, I plan on doing a deep dive on them actually later this month. So I would just say stay tuned for that. Absolutely, De- guys, definitely make sure to check that out. Uh, all right, so we've got some super chats. We've got some people just talking about the event. Um, I'll probably swing by. Uh, guys, this is an AMA. So, I mean, if you want a super chat, of course, always appreciated. But if you just have a general question that you want to drop in the chat as well, just make sure that you at me uh, when you do that so that I know that that question is for us. Uh, we'll, we'll get priority to the super chats, but we'll we'll answer other questions as well. That's kind of the point here. Oh, look, we got uh, we got a Red Hawk here. Let me go All ahead right. and add him to the stream. Mr. Red Hawk, how are you doing? Uh, I am well. I've been driving for 11 and a half hours. I have not even unpacked my car yet. I bring news from the front. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to speak with you gentlemen. Yeah, it's good to hear from you again. I, I also just drove like 10 and a half hours. So I know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I just spent my time sitting in an airport. Uh, but so but uh, still, that was that was a uh, very, very fun. Uh, but uh, Red Hawk, first time I got to meet you there. Were you at the event last year? I was yes. Uh, what was uh, what was your favorite part this year? Did you notice a change, maybe you know, in the attitudes? Did you see anything, uh, any improvements, different speakers? How did you feel about it? Um, I would definitely say that the energy in the last year's event in February of 2022 um, was definitely slightly different to you know, the event that we just had over the weekend here in that people were kind of, you know, walking on eggshells at the start of last year. They weren't quite sure, you know, like, okay, uh, am I actually with friends here? You know, like, uh, where's the, you know, uh, where's the Fed, you know, of course, and all that nonsense. Mm -hmm. But um, over the course of, you know, 36 hours, 48 hours, however long we were there for, people were, you know, uh, discussing all manner of topics and internet drama just didn't seem to matter uh, matter at all people were sharing cigars sharing drinks sharing ideas and 
immediately when we got to the event this year, we had maybe, I'd say, maybe 60% repeats and 40% new people uh, at the event this year. And those 60% that knew people from last year recognized them immediately. Everyone came up and embraced each other in hugs. Everyone was buying each other drinks. They were catching up, you know, and it just seemed across the board. Everybody just had improved like remarkably from last year. You know, people, uh, people had gotten engaged. People had started businesses. People had, you know, developed uh, new ideas or what have you, but it was just immediately uh, I recognize friends. I recognize we're all here. We're all serious. We're all in business. Let's get back to work exactly where we left off from last year. It was almost seamless, you know, as if no time had passed at all. Yeah, I hadn't been there at last year, obviously, but I really got that feeling of just like, uh, you know, a lot of personal and uh, community W's. You know, it, it, you could really feel a lot of people excited about all this progress that had been made, all this personal improvement all of this uh, professional improvement, all of these different organizations and projects that had advanced. There, there was just a, a big, uh, you know, a lot of optimism and a lot of uh, excitement of kind of how well things had advanced uh, given that year. Yeah, absolutely true, for sure. You know, the, the energy was just ecstatic. It was electric. I'm sure anybody in the chat who's there at the event is probably still working with their, you know, post-event high, you know, right now on the <laughs> hype and everything. And yeah, it was. It's a fantastic time, and everybody should, you know, absolutely come to next year's event. You absolutely will not regret it. Oh, I was walking around. I made a, I made it absolutely a personal point of mine to try and talk to as many people as possible. But the issue, and I'm sure you gentlemen experience this as well at uh, these events, is uh, everyone there is extremely intelligent, extremely well put together. And you just simply do not have, you know, 130 hours at a conference to talk to each person for one hour because you will end up talking to any one person for one hour because they all have something to say. They all have something to contribute. They're all serious people. They all have their own skills to bring to, you know, whatever foundations that we are trying to forge right now, whether it's businesses, mentorship, you know, relationships and families, you know, everybody there, not just the content creators uh, has important, it has a very important uh you know, part to play. Yeah, I really felt that. I know what you're talking about. It felt, you know, people who I, I didn't know, I had never interacted with, I was meeting for the first time, just immediately fall into really fascinating conversations for a half an hour, an hour, not even realize the time had passed. It, it's like a, it's like what a college is supposed to be in theory, I, th I guess, <laughs> you know, without all the pause. Uh, but, yeah, but, you know, you just run into all these people who are all very accomplished, very intelligent experts and in so many areas bringing up really interesting. I had so many people come up to me like, Hey, I read this thing. Have you thought about this thinker? Have you gotten to this? Have you, have you ever heard about the historical thing that connects to all of these things? And I, I've, you know, just constantly you know, like, okay, I got to take notes. Hold on, you know, like to make sure because so many people are bringing up new ideas and, and are just thoroughly interesting. There's, you're right. There's no way to have all the conversations you want to have, but uh, I, I could definitely feel the, the, you know, how exciting it was that, each person you run into, you could just organically have a fascinating conversation with that's just adding something. And again, not just along those content creation lines, but with everyone just bringing you know, their own specialty, their own experience uh, that just kind of plugs into the whole picture and makes things work. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's always interesting to hear the different, you know, stories that people have as to how they arrived at the, the event and the positions that they now currently hold. There were uh, some people that were at the event this year that had just come across like populist delusion last year. And then there were some people who were, you know, deep in this material for five, six, seven, some even like 10 years, you know, so there's a wide range of people who are on, you know, their, you know, quote unquote, red pill journey, you know, as it were. Um, but all around, 
fantastic event all across the board. Um, the uh, the organizers did a fantastic job. Everyone was well taken care of. The the rooms were fantastic. The venue was fantastic. The staff were great. You know, I you know full marks, ten out of ten, all across the board. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start grabbing uh, some uh, some remarks and some questions here, guys. Uh, just feel free to jump in as we go. Like I said, this is real casual. This is just cozy friends stream. So uh, we'll just go ahead and see what everybody was doing here. So uh, Polly D says, uh, Skildings was amazing. It's worth making the sacrifice to attend, which I did. My only regret was that I didn't get to meet more people. Didn't talk to Oren personally, but I don't like to impose myself. Oh, you should have, man. I, had, I met so many people. It was so great. Uh, especially, like I said, these people who I've seen in chat for years at this point, you know, who are around when uh, when the channel was only a couple hundred, uh, you know, uh, people. It was just really cool to to finally put names with faces and, and to get to talk to these people. They were so kind, uh, and they they had the, like I said, they all had their own stories of how they got there, how they had plugged in, you know, uh, how they had talked to their you know their parents or their their spouse or you know whatever about these ideas and how that had changed things. It was. It was very cool to just hear every one of those stories in person. Uh, I thought that was really amazing. Yeah, I mean, the, the countless number of conversations from people that had introduced themselves is like, hey, I was this person that's been commenting on your your threads or your videos since like you started. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Like, it's always a, like a, a great thing to finally see the people that are encouraging you to keep going or to suggest ideas or books and things like that. Uh, I had wrote down more literature re recommendations yeah. that, uh, ever before, you know, like you go, you go read through like unqualified reservations or whatever. And like, you thought you have a book list then wait till there are like 40 or 50 guys telling you like, you need to read this book, that book, you know, have you read this essay? Have you read this treatise? And it's like, okay, I'm going to write this down uh, and hopefully add it to my never ending and ever growing list of books to read. Yeah, no, I yeah. feel like I'll just get buried under that wave of books. Yeah, indeed. And in addition to the discussion on books, um, you know, coming to these events, you get uh, access to limited edition prints of Imperium Press books, as well as uh, Mr. George Bagby setting up his own uh, personal library bookstore at the event with hundreds of books, all of, you know, you know, some of them were literature, some of them were nonfiction, some of them were about the Civil War, some about the, the Russian Revolution. There was a plethora of books, and I picked up a couple myself. I don't know if you gentlemen uh, picked oh, up same. any. Oh, <laughs> same. There were some books I did buy out of, like, the meme. Like, I saw Human Smoke, and I was like, oh, you know, Yarvin references that all the time. Like, uh, I might as well get a physical copy of it, because I hate e-reading, and Mr. Bagby was selling physical copies of books, and that's what I am, is uh, buy physical media, kids. That's what's, That's the important thing. Yeah, I, I picked up the abridged version of Decline of the West, which was I'm looking forward to uh, digging into because I've not read uh, Spangler yet. So, yeah, nope. Well, worth your time. All right, let's see here. We've got uh, some of the star for uh, $2. Uh, hey, guys, great to meet you both this week. And well, thank you very much, man. Yeah, no, it was fantastic to yeah. meet everybody. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Dugan Ashley for $5. Uh, had a pleasure seeing the two of you along with everyone else over the weekend. Yep, absolutely. Great to see everybody. Just going to grab some of these here. Um, uh, we had Cody uh, Bassett, who was there. Hello, gentlemen. It was wonderful having met you both. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Let's see. Uh, here. You. 
but yeah like to echo uh red hawk's point like even people that were just like in the comment section that we see or even in chat right now like every single one of those people have like their own like skill set or ideas and they're just like i'm too busy to make content but like here's all the things that you should be looking at or considering it from this angle and it does really illustrate like at least in this corner of politics and the internet that you really do have some of the smartest commenters and reply guys out there and you too can make it the world's richest man right now is a reply guy on Twitter. So like go out there, <laughs> give us your feedback. Yeah. Um, uh, Polly B here says mechanic HVAC guys. And I, and I don't know if he's joking there or not, but seriously, uh, I, I know there's a, there was a guy I met there who's a butcher and uh, you know, they're, they're uh, still bringing like, like you said, all these different references, you know, the, they have their their own careers. They're going their own ways. They're not in content creation or anything, but they're still exploring all of these ideas. They're still uh, kind of kind of just doing the work uh, in the meantime, and they're bringing all these different uh, encouraging ideas, all these different skill sets. And you need all these people, absolutely. Like I said, there's the the very encouraging thing was kind of how it wasn't dominated by content creators, and how uh, great it was to have some very uh, applicable, practical uh, advice. Uh, being brought by people uh, again, lawyers, uh, you know, finance guys, uh, businessmen, just just people who are established. They know what they're doing. They they bring a, a an essential uh, quality to everything, and they're giving you you know, it, it's not all just Spangler and elite theory and everything. It, it's a lot of very much okay. How do you go home and make your you know area better? How do you get together with people? How do you move this ball forward? Uh, it's not all theory. It's things that you can take right into your community and make a difference. Absolutely. We've got uh, Christian Smitherman here for $5. Very encouraging to meet and hear from you all this weekend. And the food was pretty good. Yeah, no, it was very nice. They, everything was, uh, you know, the event was well, very well handled. Uh, you know, uh, big ups to the uh, the Beowulf Society and uh, Skildings. The, the uh, event was catered throughout and, and uh, everybody was well taken care of. Uh, things were... Uh, always on time. Uh, they managed to pack a ton of content and speakers uh, and everything in there. Uh, so kudos to them, people uh, putting that stuff together. It's often a thankless job, but uh, they did a phenomenal job of making sure everything was good, even the food. Yes. Uh, Sean here, just uh, you know, dropping the Machiavelli uh, wisdom about uh, Russia. Kind of needed. Uh, deep voice, Oren. Yeah, no, I was I've just been talking all weekend, guys. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And the combination of being up until like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning because <laughs> nobody wants to stop having conversations with people. We are all very sleep deprived, and our voices are very dry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes, I definitely ran into a lot of uh, things where I'm like, all right, I, I'm going to turn in. I'm going to turn in, and then someone's like, hey, have you read this? Hey, did you thought about this yet? Blah blah blah. And then I look at you know the watch, and it's two hours later, and I'm like, oh no, what happened? <laughs> Didn't even realize it. Uh, let's see here. Le Fromage for ten dollars. Hey, hey, fellas, if you could pick up one political group to absorb uh, dialectically, i.e., Marxists, libertarians, etc., what would you pick? Love y'all's work. Hmm, that's mm. a very interesting question. A political group to absorb dialectically. Well, I, I, I'm going to echo a point made by one of the event organizers. I'm pretty sure we have already absorbed dialectically the Marxists. <laughs> he did make that um, point to yeah. everybody over and over <laughs> if, again. If yes. you're using the word superstructure and the base and things like that, you know, you're sort of already within that sphere of things, which I mean, 
uh, kind of makes sense because some of our favorite writers out there, like Nick Land or whatever, like you kind of have to know that stuff in order to understand him. Uh, and he's kind of gone on a pretty far different direction on the right these days. So I feel like we've already, we've done one of these and we already have the libertarians. So uh, I'm sure there's some far off group that we may not know about that will be next on our horizon. Who knows? Look, I definitely did not deliver a class analysis based on the expan global expansion of capital. That did not happen at the event. But no, I, I think, yeah, I, interesting. I don't know uh, one group in particular. It's funny because I feel like um, the, you know, many of these groups have always been uh, flirting with uh, kind of uh, disaffected Marxists, right? Like that's kind of the, the Red Scare type crowd. Uh, or uh, uh, what was the other podcast that kind of broke up? um what's left uh oh, yeah that one and the fed post one um yeah. but yeah yeah they, i feel like those people have always been hovering around and then of course we're always talking to libertarians i've, I've been on tom wood's show a bunch uh i've been uh you know dave smith i mean uh, in some ways radical liberation i guess kind of is still in those spheres uh th those are a, a lot of the paleo libertarian guys especially have always still overlapped very much with this so um, I, I think that there's definitely a lot of that there. Let's see, we've got uh, Florida Henry here for $20. Thank you very much. Uh, coming from a conservative Southern Democrat farming family, I have, uh, I've come to the conclusion that Reaganism is a disaster that gave us uh, all this power to corporations and a cult similar to socialists. Your opinion, thanks. Uh, yeah, zombie Reaganism is obviously a disaster, uh, especially for the conservative movement still. Uh, people still try, you know, you, you'll still see the National Review or other people go like, well, but, uh, you know, Reagan wouldn't have agreed with this as, as if that has any bearing on what's going on. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is a lot of people, and, and of course, AA has talked about this, and he's absolutely right, that a lot of times, uh, you know, administrations like Reagan's are the opportunity to lock in uh, the ratchet, to, to, to kind of lock in those gains that have been made by the left uh, from the other side. And uh, we, of course, we've all talked about this a, a number of times, how, you know, when when the Democrats are in power, you get all the social aspects of liberalism. And when the Republicans are in power, you get all the kind of the business free market aspects of liberalism. Uh, but those are the only things that advance. And so obviously Reaganism uh, very much along that free market side of things. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Reagan's probably still better than many of the alternatives that could have been uh, in charge in that situation. Uh, but uh, the, the constant need to reference him, the constant reverence, uh, the inability to kind of look at what went wrong during those times, uh, certainly a problem for the right, for sure. Yeah, we are not in the political paradigm of the 1980s. And I mean, thankfully, hindsight is 2020. And I, I think that one of the key aspects of Reaganism that you can definitely look at was sort of the uh, accelerationism of uh, sort of the managerial state. I mean, you can cut taxes, you can cut regulation, you can do X, Y, and Z, but there's also a lot of laws passed, signed, sealed, delivered that has sort of entrenched our own uh, political backdrop for like what we might call political correctness a few years ago or wokeness or whatever term that you may want to use for it. Because I mean, uh, he's also the example of signing like the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday into law. And so that uh, constant Republican uh, you know, political pandering to groups that will never vote for them. You know, these are the sort of things that we see happen uh, all the time. And so, yeah, like the the Reaganism that we keep trying to resurrect from like the, the National Review types is just, it's a part of the problem and we need to stop venerating it. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
I know I'm not going to pronounce correctly the how how do we say this one? Luth oh oh man, Elflemplar or Luthemplar? Yeah, okay, but but yes, I know who it is. Uh, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, it was it was good meeting you for sure. Uh, enjoyed the event a great deal, and seeing folks are uh, and seeing folks are not are real and not AI cyber demons. Well, you know we can let's let's not make our judgments yet. I could still be a computer algorithm. I've been accused of it before. Uh, what what are your folks' uh, favorite speakers and themes? Yeah, I already talked a, a little bit about this. Like I said, I really enjoyed. Uh, of course, uh, I feel like both uh, Dave and uh, and uh, 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 Prudentialist gave uh, kind of kind of very encouraging speeches. Uh, Stephen's speech also very encouraging. Um, I, I feel like uh, Bagby's speech was a real sleeper hit. I didn't realize, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't really know what to expect, but uh, his was very excellent. Uh, again, the speech on kind of the, the canon, uh, you know, looking at Nick Land and the canon, the Western canon, also really good. Uh, a lot of them, though, I, I, like I said, they're very, you know, uh, the very consistent theme of very high quality speakers. Yeah, I agree. Um, my personal favorite was probably uh, Not Me, Not Use about uh, not falling into ideological purity, yep. especially, you know, the discussion around the event of forming a common uh, foundation. Uh, Charlemagne's is very good. Mm -hmm. uh, Bagby's will probably be the first one I reread when the event book comes out, because um, that one was, like you said, or on a very sleeper one for sure. Um, but yeah, all the uh, event speakers did a fantastic job and every one of those speeches was top notch. Yeah, I think uh, Mr. Bagby's speech is probably yeah will be the one that I reread. The, the is the same way. It was probably the best one to have a man who spent you know most of his career teaching a classical education give me a classical oration and the the need to address things like honor and what we're kind of up against is this like entropic homogenizing force that is ever expanding that will eat away at your history and he wants to defend that and it was just an excellent speech. Uh, I mean, all of them were very good, um, but I, I think my favorite one, though, is sort of just, it's not meant to be petty, but I liked how Oren's speech was introduced as like, I have a disagreement with someone and I have the slides to prove my point, um, <laughs> which was quite a delight to see like an old fashioned, like, here's why you're wrong. And I have the slides to prove it. I've, I've brought my, I've brought my slide deck. I'm ready for the, I have the receipts. Yeah. No, well, about then, that's one of the reasons also I really like Bagby's because like he said, uh, you know, in in some ways, Bagby and I were were having a similar discussion. We were like we were both talking about a, a similar topic. Topic. I was talking about it from kind of the mechanical uh, power analysis, political theory side, but he really brought that dynamic, uh, you know, classicist, uh, you know, understanding. He 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 grounded it in something that was very meaningful and soulful, uh, and just uh, brought a, a real life to it that I thought was really compelling. And you're right. That's that's one that will be great for those who don't know. There's a there's a event book after uh, that has a lot of that has all of the speeches so that you can reread them. You can go over them and everything. And you're right. That one's going to profit the most from it because he, he had all the references. He was weaving it all together from all these classics. And it, it was it was really compelling. Uh, another ten dollars. Thank you very much, sir. On a personal note, it was very touching last year to receive a call at 3 a.m. from all you chaps encouraging me. While I was stuck in Belgium, and I hope I re uh, reflected that friendly demeanor this year. Yeah, like I said, it was it, there was again. I wasn't there last year the way that Red Hawk and Prudentialists were, but I felt that I could feel how many people had grown close together. You could feel the friendships that had developed. Obviously, you know, a, a marriage. Uh, you know, like there, you could just feel how much uh, the community had been built by the last one. Even though I was, even though I was new, 
I could still just tell from the way people are interacting how much it meant to them to see everyone again, to, to once again see their friends in person and, uh, and, and get to share the, their, their lives with each other the year in between. Uh, you, could, you could just have that energy the whole time. Yeah. I, and again, whether it be the camaraderie of, you know, drinks and cigars after the speeches or just uh, feedback, you know, and, and writing notes and taking care of what everyone is wanting to accomplish in their lives, you know, like you, you, you will make friends that last a lifetime there. Yeah. I think the other thing to mention as well is the excellent uh, Q and A's that would occur at the mm-hmm. end of every single talk. You know, all the questions were very topical, very on point. Again, everyone having something to say and not just the content creators. So there is uh, particularly after um, Mr. Brooks's uh, speech, the Q and A after that was probably the best one on the entire event. It was almost like each question from the audience was playing off of the you know previous question before. And it's almost like people are figuring out ideas literally in real time. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, you you during many of these Q and A's, you can see ideas forming. You could see each person realizing something and adding the next question, build putting the next brick in the building, uh, kind of in real time. Uh, you were almost workshopping uh, these ideas and expanding them on the fly as you were going. Uh, which again is something. Obviously, it's great to have these chats to have you know your questions on these live streams and things. But there's always that extra magic of kind of uh, doing it in real life. And then as soon as you know, the great thing is, as soon as you got out of the Q and A section, session, uh, everyone just immediately broke off and started having another smaller, you know, tighter version of the Q and A on the same topic. You know, you, you th- those discussions didn't end as soon as the talk was over. People were talking about those subjects and expanding them for hours afterwards in small groups and working on those things further. Indeed. And any disagreements are absolutely held in good faith as well, which is extremely refreshing, especially coming from right wing Twitter, where it seems like any, you know, uh, disagreement is just amplified ad infinitum. So it's very nice to just be in person, put faces to names and everyone just understands. Yeah, we're all here. uh, We're here and we're serious. And, you know, again, any disagreement is in wonderful good faith, which is so refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, again, it's just it's a lot easier to have productive, good faith conversations when you're across the table from somebody um, rather than getting, you know, snarky, misunderstood messages back and forth on Twitter. It's just an entirely different environment. Uh, Merrick here for five dollars. I'm a humble Weaver organizer who attended the event and I met uh, other Weaver organizers and had an extremely productive conversation. Yeah, no, man. Like I said, those are, again, what I love about this event was how not creator-focused it was. Yeah, a number of the speakers were were content creators because that's who you know. That's kind of the, the forward-facing part of, of the thing. But there are so many people who are essential uh, parts of this. Again, you know, uh, you know lawyers and, and businessmen, people who are handing the social aspect. You know, the, again, so many people are isolated. So many people have a hard time finding a good friend group finding like, like-minded like people, uh, having the ability to build community. And so those Weaver organizers are essential links in the chain. You know, without those, you're, n- you're never going to get events like this because those uh, Weaver organizers are putting together those communities that then develop into, you know, these conferences that create those opportunities, hopefully end up turning into, you know, old glory club chapters and those kind of things. Uh, and and I'm, I'm so glad that, yeah, we, even for people who have these different roles, they're getting together with other people who are doing the same thing and they're learning lessons, they're building skill sets. Uh, so it's, again, it's not just content creators talking about ideas somewhere in a corner, all these different people who are doing essential parts and essential 
uh, skill building, essential uh, community building, are also able to network, you know, get get the best ideas, uh, learn from each other, build with each other. I think that's just really amazing. Like, I get the point that, like, everything is political, but, I mean, there's a lot that can be said about having uh, a cadre of people that aren't doing necessarily explicitly political things, but, you know, like, they they meet and they work on trades or they work together on teaching like their kids automotive mechanics or things like that. Like you want to be the type of people that can pass down skills that are going to be, uh, you know, slashed by education budgets when it comes to things like prioritizing diversity. I mean, this is the things that we've seen throughout the history of like the U S education system with universities. Like when they want to focus on say like diversity, like what cut, like, well, the classics get cut uh, automotive stuff gets cut, languages get cut. So like, if you have these skill sets, it is important when we say basket weaving to meet up IRL, to meet up in the real world and to, uh, organize things to say like, well, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to work on cars or we're going to work on, you know, uh, a hiking trip or, or getting like losing weight, you know, things that are going to be generally genuinely necessary when, you know, things are looking worse politically that you have people that you can rely on and that you can set an example in your own neighborhood as well. Looks like we have Charlemagne. He came in. I didn't, I didn't know if he was going to make it, but great to have you, sir. Yes. Well, I'm still uh, in Tennessee, so I figured I might as well join. (laughs) Still, still trapped there. Yep. Yeah. One of those things where the gate just, you know, stops bothering to show your flight information because it's, it's gone that wrong. Yeah, there, there's quite a mess with the, again, I, I know uh, a number of people who had a full day delay coming or going with the flights and everything. So, uh, so sorry you're stuck there, but of course, uh, happy to have you uh, for sure. Uh, did, do you feel like there was a, a particular speech or a particular aspect of the conference that you thought was a big growth or that really hit you this year? Well, definitely Mr. Bagby's speech hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked how he narrated a very specific example of the sort of Maoist indoctrination that's deeply seated in everyone uh, at work. And it's, it was very illustrative, I think, even more than uh, Ryan Turnipseed's uh, case with the Lutheran Church, just how deeply ingrained uh, the, um, the, the Maoist political correctness is in people. Uh, like, like at a school, you know, there, there was no one really uh, persecuting it. It was sort of entirely self-inflicted wounds, uh, which I think makes this case very interesting because there was really zero political pressure there. They could have just ignored that Rod Dreher article that chose not to. Yeah, I, I think everybody really felt the, that that was a very powerful speech and, and brought in, like you said, uh, very different. You know, it came from that, had that classical background weaved in. It had very important themes it also uh, highlighted very specific and interesting uh, cases and problems like you're talking about there. So I think for a lot of people uh, that that Bagby speech was a real standout. Yeah, I think the other thing about this as well is that um, uh, the speakers for their speeches were not, you know, coordinating beforehand what they were going to talk about. Yet many of the speeches just naturally flowed together very, very well, which tells you there's a lot of convergent, you know, information going on here. So a lot of people coming from very diverse backgrounds are all still united under what we were talking about, forging a common foundation. And Charlemagne, uh, your speech had some crossovers with Bagby's who also had some crossovers with Mr. Brooks, you know, so it was very interesting how people are all coming to the same conclusions from many different angles. 
Absolutely. Let's see here. We've got uh, Zhang Wei for $5. I can afford a ticket for next year now that I'm selling AI-generated nudes of Harry Sisson and Peter Thiel. Easy money, boys. Uh, yeah, thank you, sir. Yeah, it's they're they're not the they're not the cheapest uh, tickets for sure. It's definitely uh, an investment. Uh, but I assure you, no one is is pocketing things uh, there. It's a it, it's a very nice conference in a in a, in a good venue. Uh, you know, they uh, you, every everything that's being spent there is being put back into the event. Uh, it's certainly a commitment for sure. I understand that not everyone can do it, uh, but uh, for those that can. I think they really felt it was uh, well worth their time. Yeah, that way it, it was an investment in and of itself. And this isn't something where the event organizers are like sitting in their Scrooge McDuck vault full right. of cash, you know, grifting off these like content creators and people that want to hear the speeches. Uh, they pretty much more or less broke even. And so, and I mean, that's kind of how the way these things go. And the venue was wonderful. The location was wonderful. The staff was excellent. The food was great. Like you really did get your money's worth uh, in that respect. But uh you know, good luck with your uh, fundraising activities. I'm sure that only illustrates how bad things have gotten with our current political class. <laughs> well, also with the, um, you know, the added price, it ups the barrier to entry. So everyone there is very serious. And also, and I'm sure you guys witnessed this, uh, everyone passed the physiognomy test with flying colors, which is very, very nice. Yeah, very yeah. true. All right. Uh, Chase here for $20. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, hi, Oren. Could you clarify your reference to true believers in contrast with Mr. Bagby's reference to administrators applying DEI woke policy, yet they did not actually understand the depths of the ideology? Thanks. No, that's a really good question. Uh, and it kind of touches on uh, on what Charlemagne was just saying, uh, kind of with uh, how interesting it is, how his uh, how his story played out. So I think the big difference here that you're looking at is when I was giving my speech, I was talking about people who are completely on board and bought in. They are the 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 true managerial elite, those who are uh, you know who who are originating or actively enforcing with great gusto uh, these things at a corporate level or at a government level. Uh, Bagby was talking about how even a classical Christian school is infected by this. So they ostensibly, you know, guys like Rob Dreher oppose this stuff, right? In theory. They oppose the wokeness. These you have so you know it's now a cottage industry on the right. You know, oppose, I'm against the wokeness, but it turns out they're not really against the wokeness. In fact, they have onboarded many of their uh, their kind of social uh, standards uh, and and kind of many of their ideological points, but without really understanding them. And so they kind of reflexively felt the need to cancel somebody like Mr. Bagby who had done nothing wrong and. Uh, was an excellent uh, was an excellent uh, you know employee, but they still felt compelled to make these actions just because that's the zeitgeist, right? Like uh, once an accusation has been made, once somebody has been sullied, uh, it really doesn't matter if you understand the ramifications of what you're talking about or what you mean. You still just need to apply it because it kind of that's what that's what you do. That's how you prove you're one of the good ones. And so uh, I don't think that most of the people who probably were involved in that classical Christian school were true believers in the woke. That wasn't who I was talking about when I was talking about true believers. I was talking about the kind of the direct enforcers, uh, the, 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 those who were completely bought into the managerial uh, ideology in things like corporations, universities, uh, as opposed to Bagby, who was talking more about these people who were kind of peripherally connected to it and felt the social pressure of it even though they're in an organization that theoretically is actively organized to stop this kind of Maoist infiltration. And they failed even at that. 
but I don't know. Oh, no. The brakes on my plane are busted, and they're repairing (laughs) them. I warned you about this. I predicted this bio-Leninism. I I actually had the same thing. I I had my plane uh, was uh, was broken. Uh, They they had the uh, some door was broken, and they had to go get us a new plane because they they didn't have anybody to fix it. So yes, the complex systems are falling apart right before us. So all of us had a hard time returning from the conference because bio-Leninism was in full swing. So I was thinking about what you uh, asked when I first came on. And one of the interesting things about the conference this year, as opposed to last year, is last year the speeches really set the tone for what everyone went away thinking about and pondered for the next year. But I feel like at this event, while we had very interesting speeches, I feel like everyone really understood what we were doing, the projects everyone was working on, how we were organizing. And even if there were no speeches at all, I feel like we would have all come away very much on the same page about what our aims are. And I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> get, the, get the background announcement there. All right. So uh might want to throw that mute on there, Charlie. There you go. All right. So uh roll pepper here. See, this is a very cozy stream, guys. You're getting the, you're getting the most casual of all streams. Uh so roll pepper here for 99. Thank you very much, sir. Uh I've let the fear keep me from events like this and basket weaving. But to be there and to find no horde of protesters, only friends discussing uh, ideas, life, and how to move forward was liberating. Yeah, I, you know, one of the great things, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Red Hawk touched on this as well, that barrier to entry, it seems high. And uh, we're not trying to sell tickets here or anything, guys. I'm not, not, you know, not telling anybody they need to do this. But that barrier of entry meant that the people there were serious uh, and that everyone there was uh, on the same page. Uh, this isn't the kind of event that att- attracts bad attention because everyone there knows what they're doing and they're there with a purpose. They're there to build community. Uh, and so I think it can help to kind of eschew some of that fear of, oh, there's going to be bad actors in here because no one can just casually walk in and start uh, you know agitating, causing problems. And if they did, everyone would immediately ostracize them because kind of everybody there is on the same page they know what they're there for they're there for business not there to troll they're not there to be edgy boys uh they're there to build community get things done and none of that is really tolerated yeah indeed and then i don't know if you guys uh mentioned this before i came on but the crowd at this year's event was slightly older uh than last year's um you know we did have you know people from there were gen xers there were boomers millennials uh zoomers of course i'd say the average age is somewhere around like you know maybe like 28 to 32 is probably where the average age of that event was this year it was probably a little bit earlier uh last year but yeah uh it's very interesting to see how you know everyone is coming to the same conclusions here. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we we talked about the age thing earlier, but I mean, it really was this great convergence of like, didn't matter what part of the country you were from. And then some even traveled from outside of the uh, US from Australia. Uh, everyone was here with the deep fascination to know like, all right, we kind of all get the vibe of how bad things are. Uh, where do we go from here? And a lot of those speeches were outlying both, you know, political theological and mechanical ways to, to get to it. Uh, see you in the camp. Uh, thank you for your super chat, but I'm not putting that up there. Um, it's referencing the, the Patriot front stuff from this weekend. And uh, I, I don't know what the level of validity of that is, but I, I don't traffic in doxes. 
Uh, we just don't do that here. Uh, whether, whether, whether we think that that was a kind of a fake thing or not, uh, I'm never putting out someone's information like that. That's, that's just not how we do things here. Uh, so I, I understand kind of your point there, but, uh, we're, we're, we're just not going to be public publicizing that either way. Cause, uh, that's, that's just not how we, we handle ourselves. Uh, let's see. Had a bunch of other chats here. Got through all the raging mandrill. It was good to see you, sir. I see you in the, uh, in the, uh, chats there, Mr. Santa Claus. Haven't seen you in a wild man. Uh, great to have the big man back. Uh, let's see. All right. I think we got through all the, uh, through all the super chats there, and we are over the hour. I don't want to go too late because I know everybody's recovering from uh, <laughs> uh, from their 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 plane flights or their drives, or some some are still stranded in the airport. So uh, uh, so I don't want to keep everybody too long. But uh, is there anything that we didn't touch on that anyone wanted to uh, talk about? Any kind of uh, points that didn't get to want to get to that they wanted to wrap up before we kind of uh, end the stream? I think the thing that I want to uh, address is the the panel show from the uh, the old Glory Club. Mm. Um, you know, we did a fantastic showing at the event here and announcing our you know, ideas to start up uh, many chapters uh, throughout the entire country. So definitely uh, watch this space. Uh, check out the old Glory Club, and if you're interested in starting up a uh, you know fraternal chapter in a city near you, uh, definitely look into us. We've got big plans coming. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people were very excited about the kind of the the old Glory Club and it, its birth and kind of what it's going to be doing. Uh, I think that was a big a big point for everybody, and that panel was very fun. Uh, so that that was definitely good as well. Uh, we got one more chat here. Let me grab that. Uh, Life of Brian here for four ninety nine. Thank you very much. Uh, true believers come in two types, in my opinion: good girls who just follow and enforce received wisdom, whatever it is. And the real biter, nasty Bolshevik commissars. Yeah, no, I mean that—that's absolutely true. The inside of that, there is that dynamic. Most people are just going along to get along. Most people will just kind of enforce the rules of society. They're always kind of just—and this is this is very. This is kind of what happens with the conservatives, right? A rule exists, and so we enforce it. Even we don't really think about where that rule came from. We don't think about whether that rule came from our enemies. Uh, we don't think about whether that rule was uh, aimed at us. We're the rule enforcers and followers. So that is our job, no matter what the rule is. And so they'll just unthinkingly embrace frames of their enemies, rules of their enemies, punishing what should be friends. Uh, and then uh, there are those that are, are the particularly nasty ones, like you said, the, the ones who are who are really running the Inquisition, who are really running the, uh, you know, uh, those HR departments and things and uh, really, truly do want to destroy people and root them out. Uh, they're motivated by the 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 nastiness and the power and the kind of the sociopathy and so you're, you're right to make that distinction that's a good one did you have anything there charlamagne before we go yes there was a lot of camaraderie this year uh the first mm -hmm. event uh people tended to uh flock to the the e-celebs but this year people tended to have much more camaraderie right off the get-go and forming their own groups and hanging out with each other rather than just sort of uh, you know, forming these these orbits. And I think this demonstrates the success of the event and the success of the event in tandem with basket weaving, because that's where some of the camaraderie come from, comes from. So uh, it's clear that these things are working and that's why you should come to them, both the basket weaves and the event, because it is doing what it's supposed to do. And we've only just started really doing this. 
Yeah, like I said, it, it was so encouraging, like you, like you said, that it's not just everybody clustered around the content creators, that there was, uh, I often just kind of walked up to conversations and listened, you know, just, just to kind of hear what was going on, to hear where people were going. I was learning a lot, you know, from people who aren't in the content creation sphere, who maybe I hadn't met before, uh, but were, were really uh, talking and uh, having interesting conversations, building interesting things. And so uh, that that was an aspect, like I said, I, I uh, Charlemagne, I agree with you. That's just really great. It's how how much those relationships had already been built. How many people who were outside of any kind of uh, you know content creation or forward facing stuff had were already bonding together and getting those things done. And the fact that you're going to have those basket weaving events, you're going to have those old glory clubs to kind of continue mm -hmm. that growth. I think is really essential. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, we've got Ben Dover here uh, for $20. Thank you very much. You're doing the Lord's work. Uh, God bless you all. Well, thank you very much. And I, I, like I said, I uh, am encouraged about how many people on how many fronts were just, uh, you know, taking the ball and running with it, uh, looking for new avenues to help out each other, to, to make things uh, better for each other, uh, make sure people are able to find work, to find community, uh, to, to, to uh, you know, just, just, like I said, just all these things that weren't related to the stupid internet drama or arguing over one little piece of policy or whatever, but instead were about really uh, coming together, you know, building a brotherhood, uh, building fraternal organizations. Uh, that that just that warmed my heart. It was a fantastic thing to, to see, and because so many of these guys were in that, like you said, that kind of twenty-eight to thirty-two uh, or thirty-three. Uh, band. It was people who are just in a phase of their life where they obviously really needed that and those things become incredibly important and they're in a position to to take other people other, under their wing and to kind of benefit them and uh, just just really good to see people very excited about their opportunity to give back and make a difference. That, that was really great. Uh, sensible esocentrist uh, here. Oh yeah, it was great meeting you too, sir. That was You had a good speech as well. Uh, very well done, but uh, sorry, uh, Tin Canadian here. He says, "I'm very glad to have met all of uh, all at the event. Uh, the whole thing was fantastic. Currently enjoying solidarity with Charlie. Well, being <laughs> waiting for my delayed flight. Yeah, sorry about that, man. That's that's brutal. It seems to have hit so many. Uh, you know, the 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 weather was not great there. It seems like uh, airlines are not able to keep their planes in good repair. Uh, a lot of people getting hit by that. So sorry, you are also stuck in an airport, but." Uh, it was great meeting you. Uh, you did. You had a great speech as well, and uh, really fantastic to kind of put put names with faces and every uh, everything. That was really good. All right, guys. I think we made it through all the super chats. Uh, I don't want to keep everybody here. We're running a little long, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. But of course, uh, if uh, you know this is your first time here, make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you'd like to get these podcasts as broadcasts. Make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the Lauren McIntyre podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you do that, make sure that you leave a rating or a review so that it helps with the algorithm. Uh, again, guys, really enjoyed this event. If you're excited about that, all the information with the Beowulf uh, you know, Foundation and Skildings is there. You can get involved in basket weaving. You can look into the Old Glory Club. Uh, you can look into joining these communities. Uh, adding your voice, adding your talent, uh, you know, having a chance to help out others and build a community that is all there for you. So make sure you do that. Thanks for coming by. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.